0: Welcome to your favorite drive-in theater and a sparkling new season. Watch our screen and local newspapers for all the fine shows coming this way. Show after show will feature the latest hits, the biggest stars for fun-filled, pleasure-packed evenings. Relax, come as you are, and spend an enjoyable night out with the entire family. No parking problems, no babysitting problems. And there are always tasty snacks at our modern refreshment stand. Thanks, folks. And once again, welcome back.
1: Monsters and maniacs, creatures and ghosts. What type of horrors will the show? Oh yeah, the horror cast, the horror cast the horror
2: cast What's up? And welcome to the horror cast. Uh, I'm. I am hosting tonight. Uh, this is Woohoo! Vin, Revenant Vin, over from Connecticut. Uh, Mark is unable to be here because his area was having severe weather, weather and tornadoes, and his is blinking on and off. So um, we are soldiering on without him, uh, but I'm not alone. Um, first, I've got Tammy down in Kentucky. Tammy, how you doing?
3: <laughs> Hi, you guys. It's so good to see your beautiful faces. <laughs> and I, I am not well, I am not except well yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling great, but <clears throat> I am here.
2: Yeah, I I had COVID last week. Um, so I might kind of get a little bit of a coughing fit here and there. So <laughs> even though I'm already starting it. Um I will I will attempt to mute myself when whenever that happens. But uh if if a cough sneaks in there here and there, and I'm sure it will, I about, I apologize. Um and I've also got uh Jessica over the West Coast. Jessica, how you doing?
4: Hey, everybody. Doing well. Um, I actually had fun with all of these movies, so I'm excited to talk about yeah. them.
2: Well, I had fun with a couple of them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two out of three is not one bad. Of, really. Yeah. <laughs> one of them I should have had fun with, and uh, it really was not fun. Uh, but we'll, we'll get there. So um, we are doing our drive-in episode. Um, this might be the last one of our season, I think. Uh, so these were my picks uh, tonight. So we are talking about... Um, what happened to baby jane from 1962 spider baby from 1967 although i know it was filmed in 1964 but released in 1967 and uh scream baby scream from 1969. Um, my criteria for choosing these i had had um, whatever happened to baby jane and spider baby on my to watch list for years, um, and knew I needed to get to them. So I figured this would be a good opportunity, so I looked for a third movie that had something in common with those. Um, so all three of these I had never seen before. All three are from the 60s, and all three have baby in the title. Um, and that's how I chose. So it was very, very technical. Um, hey, out. So <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, which, with what I think is considered uh, a well-regarded classic for the most part, although a very odd one. I think, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's top tier level classic, um, but I do think that it is a fairly respected film actually. Um, and I think some people might debate whether or not it's truly horror. Um, that's not something that I tackle very often, but it's definitely a very macabre drama, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, very dark drama that I think can, it, it delves into horror enough uh, for me. It um, might've been so. horror
3: at the time.
2: Yeah, you know? especially for 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of stuff would have been pretty disturbing. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane.
0: Sister, sister, oh so fair. Why is there blood all over your hair? Whatever happened to Baby Jane? To seek the answer to that question, we will follow a man plotting a murder. Highly specialized work. But Robert Aldridge has considerable experience in such matters. He has a dozen successful pictures to his credit. His stars are Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. The scene. An Italianate villa in a once fashionable section of Los Angeles. Its halls, once crowded with the bright, the beautiful and the celebrated, now echo only to hectic whispers. The insistent call of a buzzer, better left unanswered. A telephone that has become an object of fear. A supper tray that will not be touched, a window barred against the world, a hammer, a mute scrawl crying for help. From these elements, director Aldrich has fashioned a motion picture with a curious title. Whatever happened to baby Jane? Betty Davis is Jane Hudson. Crawford is Blanche Hudson, but we must warn you, if you're long-standing fans of Miss Davis and Miss Crawford, this motion picture is quite unlike anything they have ever done. It is a bold essay in the art of the macabre, a venture to the ultimate reaches of terror. A motion picture definitely not for the squeamish. And we beg you, as the tension builds to the screaming point, Shock after shock assaults your senses. Try to remember that this is only a motion picture. Try and remember.
1: Get away from me.
0: No, we, uh, we can't show you anymore. Only when you see whatever happened to Baby Jane will you know. And the answer is total suspense.
2: Uh, if I get up the IMDb stats um, again, released in 1962, uh, directed by Robert Aldrich, who and it was a well-known director. I don't think I've really seen many of his other films though. Um, I don't think he did much many films like this except for um, he did the Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, I think, right, which was kind of a a follow-up to the Hag exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I believe I believe he also did that, um, but. Uh, it was based on a novel by Henry Farrell, and the screenplay was by Lucas Heller. Uh, we have our stars. We've got uh, Betty Davis playing Baby Jane Hudson, Joan Crawford playing Blanche Hudson, Victor Buono playing Edwin Flagg, Wesley Addy, Marty McDonald, um, and there's a lot of other like smaller bit players I don't think we really need to go through except for uh, Maddie Norman as Elvira. As Elvira. Um, she was pretty great. Uh, we have was Anna Lee, I think, is Mrs. Bates, the neighbor. Yeah, I believe, right? And um, yes. Betty Davis's own daughter yes. plays the neighbor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh. there's a pretty funny line in there um, when you realize it's it's the daughter saying it about the mother that uh, we can talk <laughs> about, um, which I, I appreciated. And this holds an, an 8.0 out of 10 uh, on. IMDB uh was at 56,000 votes. Oh, um, wow. That's pretty uh, that's pretty high. That's really yeah. astounding. Uh that's yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about whether or not we think it's it deserves that much. Uh but I think that it, I'm going to anticipate we all enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um yes. so <laughs> let, let's let's talk about how much we enjoyed it. Uh I'm actually I know that I know that um Tammy saw this in the theater.
3: I did. Um, I did. Just
2: just a couple of weeks ago I think, right?
3: Actually, I think it was in it was before Landon was here. Though. I think it was like maybe end of June. It was a lot closer to when we okay. were like initially going to do this. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, do <laughs> you want to talk about I mean, you you probably saw this before we did. So, sure. you want to talk about your first impressions and maybe what it was like in the theater?
3: Sure. Um, I cannot. I have seen this umpteen times i i don't know how many times and i can't tell you the first time i saw it but it is definitely a favorite of mine um i think i knew i was going to see it in the theater and then you happened to say you were going to pick it so that was kind of like serendipitously worked out that was really cool (laughs) i I try to go to as i just love those fathom events i am i i love going in there and like because when you're in there it's so easy to pretend you're like it's that time, you know, because there's nothing unless you see somebody with their cell phone or something. It's very easy in the dark to pretend like, okay, I'm sitting here in 1962 or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just like that whole experience. But and it's just, it's just so cool. I think to see these old movies that I've only ever seen on a, you know, what 48 inches at the most, yeah. little screen in my house. Seem um, as they really, were
2: intended to be seen.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there really is a different, especially this one that just has such a garish quality to it there, yeah. it really is different <laughs> on that big screen i know um, that
2: word came up in my notes somewhere too <laughs>
3: <yeah>. <laughs> i mean if any like if you look in the dictionary this is what you're going to see under garish and i do want to just insert right here if i can if anybody has not seen this since i'm sure we're going to spoil it i implore you mm-hmm. to stop right now and go watch yes. this so that you get the pleasure of the reveal you could even argue maybe there's more than one reveal in here um it's just one of those that really really pays off so if you yeah we should reiterate that
2: um if if somebody hasn't listened to our show before we spoil old movies yes um (laughs) so if it's new we keep it spoiler free but these are decidedly old uh so (laughs) we're gonna spoil the crap out of them. yeah
3: sorry
2: go ahead Tammy.
3: (laughs) oh no that's fine um i think this one would also be kind of hard to talk about if we couldn't debate what we think happened at the end you know Um, but Mm -hmm. like I said I've seen this countless times one of the things I really like about it um, yeah I think you could debate if it's horror but like I said I do think it was horror for the time but this one is smart it almost has like a Hitchcockian um, that someone's in peril you know and they can't get Mm. anyone to believe them or you know is the bad guy really the bad guy or is it who is it that kind of a you know and there's no real like neat bow at the end of it so Yeah, I just I really like this one. And I went through this period where I was like trying to see all of uh, Joan Crawford's movies. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. It's just like the ones that I had seen. I really like. So (laughs) Um, I, I do believe she maybe wasn't the best person in real life, but I do enjoy her as an actress. And these two, you know, what's really cool about this, too, is they had this like hate for each other that in real life and it the venom oh man i mean they were i mean they admitted later like some of those hitting scenes and stuff they didn't even hold back and um (laughs) yeah i mean you could just feel the venom which which, what a great this is like such a perfect role for two people who really felt that way about each other so yeah yeah
2: and did you tammy did you see the show feud Yes, I sure did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It
2: deals with the filming of this movie, pretty much, right? Doesn't it? Isn't it it largely concentrated on this one?
3: It's about eighty percent. I mean, they go a little before and a little after because they're really, you know, trying to showcase what was going on between the two of them and how a lot of it was personal but a lot of it's also the Hollywood machine and and what it Mm -hmm. did to these two and I think they realized the more you know they were able to kind of bank on that venomous relationship that they had and this is how they did it
2: Mm. and it
3: worked I mean it really worked so (laughs) yeah
4: yeah it definitely feels genuine yes
2: (laughs) so Jessica what about you first impression yeah
4: this was um, this was my first time watch two of all three of these, and I've been wanting to watch this and Spider Baby for forever. So I'm really excited that I finally got to watch those two, um, and I'd never even heard of Scream, Baby Scream, but they're all first time watches, and um, I really love this movie. I thought it was so good. I was totally glued to the screen the whole time, um, you know, which isn't always the case for these older movies, but. I just felt like Joan Crawford and Betty Davis totally killed it and I just like could not take my eyes away from them. Um, So I really enjoyed it. And I guess it's not like your typical straight up horror, but it's pretty tense and there's all these complicated feelings involved. I also really liked Elvira. I thought that her character was really cool. um, Mm -hmm. And I was like happy, you know, that that character had such a big part in it and that she was like an ally to um, Joan Crawford's character. She wasn't played a stereotype character.
2: either, which I really yes. liked. Yes,
4: mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. 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 So there was a lot about that that role and that character that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, overall, great movie. Um, now I know why everyone's always talking about it. <laughs>
2: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had always seen images of Betty Davis, you know, uh, from this film. And it's it's always intrigued me. And uh, certainly my first reaction to seeing this is Davis is fantastic in it. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: She is just compulsively watchable. Um, she chews every scene. Um, and I, I just I really loved her in it. Um, I love the theme of kind of clinging to lost glory days while the rest of the world moves on. Yeah. Um yeah. you know and i it, i definitely was getting uh misery vibes as well
1: you mm-hmm. know which of I course comes totally almost, see that. you know
2: it, it comes decades later but i can i have to imagine that maybe king had some of this movie in mind when he was writing misery or, um yeah it's very For
1: very
2: sure. yeah very kind of a similar scenarios um and yeah i i really enjoyed this i mean on the one hand you know i do think that there are some creaky moments here um and I think that it's a movie that's longer than it has to be. Uh, yeah,
3: it is. <laughs> it's long. over.
2: It's over two hours, and the story isn't yeah. complex enough to really need it to be that long. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still kept enjoying myself, and um, you know, I was definitely thinking about Betty Davis's performance way after I finished watching it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, let's start talking about this. Um, I think I, I'd like to start with a creaky moment for me, and that's the okay. beginning of the film um kind of setting the tone we don't see betty davis and joan crawford in the beginning we have a very long intro that takes place in 1917 and um i think it's probably one of the weaker parts of the film honestly uh it's it's just not convincing for me like i thought the acting was pretty bad (laughs) in the beginning (laughs) especially the little girl who plays baby jane she was awful um it's we see her performing and it's not a performance that convinces me at all that this would have been popular as an mm-hmm. act and it would have led to the sale of like hundreds of dolls in the likeness of baby jane um right. so I they think didn't they were sell going me for on the a marketing sh- at a all. shirley <laughs> temple
3: like knockoff mm-hmm. i think you know mm-hmm. where all she has to do is dance and she's going to be a sensation so i don't know
2: yeah but shirley temple was cute
3: <laughs> agreed, agreed. <Yeah>.
2: agreed. <laughs> this girl was like, ah, hey, who's who's smiling watching this girl like flailing around well, And
3: she's yeah. unsufferable too. you know yeah, yeah.
2: I was a little bit worried in the beginning when I saw this this intro. Uh, and then, you know, we we go from that to a, a title sequence that's very odd, right? Because we kind of see this um, the catalyst moment where a car runs into a gate. And we mm-hmm. see, like, hands and feet, but we don't see faces. Um, right. And then, so that's, like, that that's the moment that brings us to the present, eventually. Um, the, the situation these two sisters are in. Um, we've got, you know, Baby Jane, who was the big star in, like, a vaudeville scenario uh, back in the 19-teens, and Blanche was always sidelined. But then Blanche ends up becoming a big movie star, um, at least for a while. And Baby Jane is kind of you know, tolerated barely um, just because she's Blanche's sister. Um, so this title sequence ends up occurring and it just, it kind of, it feels like it goes on forever. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> lot of shots of like, there's the bumper to the car. There's the tire to the car. There's a broken doll. <laughs> there's a steering wheel. There's a broken doll. Like it, it just kind of keeps cycling through these things for a really long time. Um, so it's it's a weird beginning, I think, to this movie. But then we get to, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. And that's when we start striking gold, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, did, do you guys disagree with me on my assessment in the very beginning? I, or
4: I hadn't like, it hadn't bothered me um, watching it, but I guess bringing, they could have done without that um, opening scene and they could have just explained through the story, you know, like who they mm-hmm. were yeah. and what happened because they did such a great job at acting out their characters anyways. Um, So yeah I guess it wasn't really needed I think the only thing that's kind of important about it is like the relationship between the father and Jane um, because obviously their relationship was like a special one not special like in a good way but just special yeah right it like kind of created her Mm -hmm. and he didn't treat Blanche the same way you know so kind of like it starts there kind mm. of rivalry, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is good to know, just like the relationship with the father. But yeah, I guess we could have done without all of the singing and dancing.
3: Well, um. <laughs> we don't go into Blanche's career yet. We kind of understand what became of her. You, I, I, I also hadn't thought about it till you said that. I mean, you do need the scene with the, I think the feet slamming on the brakes and someone getting squashed that, comes, yeah. you know, you do kind of need that, but it, no, it doesn't need to go. Here's the bumper. Here's the foot, you know? No, it doesn't yeah. need to do all that. <laughs> there's probably about, I agree. It, as much as I enjoy it, I, I, I do feel the time when I watch it. So, I mean, there's probably about 20, 25 minutes right there that, you know, you could have um, shown Baby Jane in flashbacks. There's plenty of opportunity, for, you know, if you wanted to sh- mm-hmm. show what she was like, you could have done right. that in other ways instead of us I mean, having to watch Even, the even just act. letting
2: us, like, look at the old photos and you know, right?
4: Like, mm-hmm. that kind
2: of thing would have been great, you know? I think it would be cool, like, if they showed, like, even, like, archival footage. It's like, oh, look, this is, like, rare silent film footage of, like, Baby Jane when she was dancing or, you know, I don't know. Um,
4: Right. Especially because they're both kind of like obsessed with their own careers and they're always watching like their own
2: movies and (laughs)
4: looking at their own posters (laughs) and stuff. And even just um, the piano man, I can't remember his name, but the gentleman who's coming to work with Jane in her in her elder years um, Mm
1: -hmm. and like picking up
4: her pictures and looking, going through the catalog. Yes. (laughs) Um, Even that was like Uh, Helpful in explaining, like, you know, her career as a child actress and Mm -hmm. actress, but you know, child celebrity of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the way that they did the the opening um, title sequence, the title card, it's like obviously there's going to be something going on with that because they didn't show anyone's face, you know, like you know that there's going to be some sort of spin on it. Um, So I don't know if that hurts the film at all or if it's a good setup um i think
2: partly i think it sticks out to me a little bit because i'm not so sure that we needed the twist in the end
1: yeah
4: you know
2: what I, you know what i mean like I, I it doesn't really make sense i, I mean I, I know we're kind of jumping to the end if i if i talk about that um, <laughs> all
1: right. but
2: you know if, if if we just want to jump to the end real quick just because we're there right and then we'll get to the middle again um but basically yeah. blanche confesses to jane that uh, that uh Jane wasn't driving the car and it was actually Blanche driving the car trying to hit Jane but then when she hit the gate she like got paralyzed I'm like what the hell (laughs) what scenario happens here where she runs into a gate and she's paralyzed and Jane doesn't remember any of this and is somehow convinced that she was driving and hit Blanche when she's at the gate I'm like I'm 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 trying to picture how this could possibly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know, know. i think how, it how kind of paralyzed herself in this situation like it's it's this kind of stuff that you know it's like it seemed like they they felt like they needed a twist there but i don't think they needed it i think that i don't know i think it, it was, was perfectly actually fine the way it was.
4: to explain some things like why blanche put up with jane for so long mm-hmm. you know and like the, the guilt, guilt that she felt the guilt yeah. yeah and then like uh baby jane like I think becoming, you know, crazier and a bigger drunk and more erratic in her behavior and stuff. Like they want us to hate her, but the truth is that she's gotten as bad as she has probably because she also feels kind of guilty. Um, And then it turns out she wasn't the one who actually did it. Um,
3: Yeah. I think they want you to, you find out that either you can look at it, that there's two monsters or the person that you thought was the monster. I don't think really would have been as monstrous without how, Monster's the other person. Yeah,
2: a actually. monster. Right. Eyes. Yeah. But,
3: yeah.
4: But what's actually nice about it is that they seem so black and white, like Baby Jane's the little monster who's, like, super selfish. And then Blanche is supposed to be this, like, super humble, you know, sweetheart, I don't want any ice cream, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, because of this occurrence, it actually gives both of their characters, like, more depth and complexity rather than yeah, just. Yeah, I, I don't
2: mind I don't mind finding out that Blanche is, like, murderous. It's more like, I just don't understand the scenario of, like, her smashing the car and, you know, <laughs> becoming... Right, like, that part of, doesn't all. make you know yeah not <laughs> far
4: away from the gate. Yeah. You know, like, I just kind of or... wish they had,
2: like, a better situation to show all this, but I don't yeah. know. That's just my little, you know, pet peeve with that one. Um, let's get, I guess, into the middle here, uh, because... Um, you know, my favorite part, like I, I mentioned before, is undoubtedly Betty Davis. Um, I just, you know, I like I said, I had seen still frames of this, um, but I, for me, she is just a force of nature in this. Um, you know, you can tell that Davis knows exactly what role she's in. Yes, you know, and what's required of it. She really knows. Um, I'm not entirely sure that Crawford knows. <laughs> uh, yes, but, but Betty Davis <laughs> really knows. Um, I know that it was her idea. To have Jane uh, never wash off her old makeup, you know, and she just keeps reapplying yeah. makeup every single day on top of the old makeup, um, which is just an awesome character choice that also looks very disturbing.
1: Yeah, uh, that's
2: awesome. you you immediately know that something is off about this person, and you can almost smell it. The yeah, like there's something that you know, there's something so dirty because I, I feel like you know, I, I worked uh I worked retail for a long time, and um you know I've had people. Uh, there's this one woman when I, I I worked at a convenience store for many years, and um, this one woman she was a, a gambling addict, and she would come in for lottery tickets, uh, and the smell that came off of her, right immediately through the door, it is pungent. You know, yeah, you can just feel, you can just, you can smell the layers and layers of. Of filth on the person and they're oblivious to it they're oblivious to just how dirty they are and i kind of like whenever i saw baby jane like go up to the counter (laughs) and talk to somebody (laughs) i just kept thinking like that must be the smell that must be what she has like this woman has not washed her face in probably weeks well and and i guess that was
3: a true gripe of jane crawford's too was that she did not smell good
2: Oh really? Yes.
3: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh,
2: you know, you, you know, they're literal dirt on all these. <laughs> you yeah. um, must
3: have uh, been
4: method acting.
3: <laughs> well, and it, it, too, like she's totally Betty Davis is totally embracing where her career is at. She's like, I'm mm-hmm. not this gor I mean, if you look at, she did not age very well. I'm not trying to be mean, but like she just really didn't like. If you see pictures of her in the 20s, even compared to how she looked. By the 40s even and definitely mm-hmm. by the 60s she was really really beautiful yeah. That sounds terrible i'm not trying to sound terrible i'm just i mean i think joan crawford tried to stay on top of her looks in right. any way that she could even and you I know, know you could tell that she's still yeah. trying to do it
2: i know but, it, it i know it affected betty davis at certain times because i remember hearing when when she was in burnt offerings she had a hard time with just how old she was looking Mm -hmm. in that, you know, so I'm sure I know it affected her at times, but I think at this point she still had the confidence. You know, because one of the lines that cracks me up that her daughter says, again, playing the next door neighbor's daughter, she, she refers to um, the Jane character as the actress's fat sister, uh, which is (laughs) just hilarious. The fact that it's coming from her daughter, you know, Um, I think that if Betty Davis had more of an ego at that point about, you know how she looked on screen, she would not have allowed her daughter to call her the fat one uh, right. on screen. Um you know, well, but but as it is, not either, yeah. you know, but... <laughs> no, no, she's not. <laughs> uh, by fi- by sixties standards, maybe maybe she's yeah. But everybody was yeah. so skinny back then. <laughs> but uh you know Betty Davis, her facial expressions, uh I love I love her expressions. And she's she's such a good actress. Like I'm catching her in like these tiny little micro moments, you know. Mm-hmm. um like there's it just it shows a good actress to me like when she when she uh comes out with um what was it coffee or tea or something like that and tea. finger sandwiches tea yeah. right yeah um to edwin right so she mm-hmm. like offers him the tea cup and then she has the tray of finger sandwiches and instead of taking a finger sandwich he takes the whole tray you know, and like just (laughs) walks away with it. And she has this, you could see the look of like confusion on her for a second. And then she just kind of has like an acceptance, like, Oh, Oh, whatever, you know, but it's like, it's a micro moment of acting where it's just so good. You know, like she's (laughs) her character is there in the moment, moment Mm -hmm. by moment, you know? Um, It's just, it's, it's little things like that that I really appreciate and just how expressive she is. You could see it. You can see every moment on her face.
3: Yeah. Well, I think that's part of what elevates this. So, you know, you said Mm -hmm. you you would argue that it's a classic. I think it is a total classic. And I think it's these two women that elevate it. I mean, you can just tell. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we know in hindsight that their careers were on the downslope here. But there's just something so... But this
2: boosted both of their careers. Oh,
3: yeah, it did. It was like a a second win for both of them. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, even wherever their careers are at, you can just tell there's something just, I don't know, almost like majestic about both of them. They're just so, you know, I don't know what else to say. Like they just... They have an old Hollywood
2: feel about them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I loved her character. She felt like very fleshed out and like somehow consistent, even though her behavior was so erratic, you know, like she would act Mm -hmm. differently with Edwin than she would with like the neighbor or the maid. But it still all felt like it played its part into creating this, like, fully realized character. Um, So I really appreciated that.
3: It well, was it awesome, especially for
4: back she, then.
3: It shows mm-hmm. how invested she was in this imaginary world that she lived in. Like, every yeah. part of it was orchestrated. Every part of it. And she they this, were different.
2: This childlike-ness about her, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, but i am even thinking, like, the way that she would sit... Like she never like just properly sat down in a seat. You know, she mm-hmm. would kind of like lazily lounge and she would like sit down often like a bored child, you yeah. know, like if she was <laughs> yeah. around her sister, you know. Yeah. Um, but then like when she was around Edwin, she's like a little more prim and proper and yeah. you know, she remembers right. her, her child manners. Um, and it's just you see her transform, like that point where she she takes the bow off the doll and mm-hmm. puts it on her head, you know, yeah. and she's yeah. all of a sudden a kid again. And then and she looks
4: in the mirror.
2: Yeah, yeah, and screams <sighs> right. Yeah.
4: But, dude, my
2: my favorite scene in the whole movie is when she sings. You know, uh, Edwin's at the piano and he starts playing that. I've written a letter to Daddy, which is yeah, just such I an think. amazingly perfectly awful kitsch yeah. music. It is yeah. so perfect, yeah. disgustingly kitsch. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect for that, but it is. It's like it's cringy. Yeah. But it's also uh. like bad. Yeah. it's also like really sad you know seeing her go through this like I'm laughing but I'm also feeling really bad for her
3: it is um, so, super cringe
4: super yeah cringe. like her
3: wanting to revive her old
4: childhood act yeah. and get the like, same costumes the lyrics like, of mm-hmm. the song are cringy
2: yeah they absolutely yeah, are yeah for an yeah. old lady
4: definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. just thinking about it. you're
2: like, oh. <laughs> and I It's just such a Ed great scene too. though, you Edwin's know, like, seeing her dance to it. And
3: yes, it's,
2: it is, it is wonderful. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of losing losing my my train of thought. Some of the things I was going to say about it, but um, well, one
3: thing for sure, you can tell for her when she in that moment with Edwin and the piano, when her sing, it is 1917 for her, 100. Yeah. percent She doesn't right. see what she looks like in the mirror. You know, she doesn't no. see how she must appear to Edwin or anything.
2: She for is, anybody, yeah, like how 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 often she expects people to recognize her.
3: Yeah, oh, that's cringe too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she's like,
2: yeah. Oh, you, you know, you, you might recognize I'm um, Baby Jane, young. and they all give yeah. her that look like, uh, you know, well, especially now that I know her, her. Smell,
3: her smell got there before she did. Now that I yeah, know yeah. that, she's, it's even worse. Yeah,
2: she <laughs> gives him that smile, and you're like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Blanche,
4: even, um, Blanche mentions at one point in the film, you know, like to, um, Elvira, Elvira, yeah, she's like, you should have seen her when she was a kid, you know, she would light up, it was her passion. It was, you know, you just never seen her that way. And then we get to see her that way. And it's like, yeah, she's in her own world.
3: Except I think in hindsight, too, we find out that I think she only ever appeared that perfect to herself and her dad. I think you start seeing like, you can, there's that scene where like some of the other mothers like backstage are kind of getting to see how she really is acting, and some of Mm -hmm. the other kids are like, whoa, never mind, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know, I like when you can hear all the mothers muttering,
4: um, like, oh, you know, it's always the parents' fault, and (laughs) like all this stuff. (laughs) So funny. Uh,
2: It's, knowing about the rivalry, it makes the scenes where Jane is impersonating her sister on the phone (laughs) just that much more wonderful, even like it's Joan Crawford dubbing it but yeah. again you have like you know i can you can see you can see betty davis like imitating joan crawford like yeah with her facial expressions and you
3: know. but the yeah the way that you do to your own brother and sister behind your parents back where you're like right <laughs> you <know>? yeah
1: yep. <laughs>
3: and everyone falls for it so i
4: guess she's a good actress after all yeah.
1: <laughs> that's funny oh.
4: i didn't know that um Joan Crawford uh, dubbed those. That's great.
3: I didn't know for sure that she did, but I, I'm like, man, she sounds exactly like her. Yeah, I'm like yeah, pretty yeah, good at that. I read
2: <laughs> somewhere that Davis couldn't quite get the voice right, so they, they, it just ended up being Crawford dubbing it over. But it's very good with the lip syncing. It's it's mm-hmm. very well done. Um, I know this did win an Oscar for best costume design. Um, oh, nice. And I think you know that relates back again, of course, to Jane um and her creepy little baby doll costumes and
1: yeah um
2: and you know that that word garish comes back i think with that it it matches that kind of disturbing quality of her makeup mm-hmm. to see this old woman inside this baby doll dress with these like little child curls um
1: yeah you know, very
2: very well yeah. done yeah, yeah yeah that little bo peep style like uh
3: well, speaking around of awards,
2: her giant doll. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: Victor Buono also got, who he is my, I think he is my favorite person in this movie. We haven't talked about him yet, but he also got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor. He did not win, but he got nominated for a Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor and Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor in a motion picture. So. Was that Edwin? Uh, yeah, yeah, Edwin. Mm-hmm. Edwin,
2: right. Okay, yeah. He, he had some great lines with his mother.
4: Uh, yeah <laughs> oh god i like their scenes it was really funny
3: they were kind of cringy too though that was totally. some weird yeah. going on yep. there i don't know
2: yep a lot of cringe in this movie <laughs> yes. uh absolutely um but they, they were they were pretty funny though nevertheless
3: yeah um, but i think at that time it was normal for a man of a certain type to live with his mother forever you know uh, I think that a lot of those dads died in the war or whatever, and you have a son that's obviously never going to marry, and I think Mm -hmm. that's, they kind of, like, fill the husband role, which is totally what he was doing, so. Oh, my
4: God. Yeah. That's funny. I also just appreciated having his character in the household, you know, to kind of serve as, like. A normal-ish outside perspective, you know, kind of yes. like we would be yeah. Edwin in the scenario. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That's a great idea. Especially, get the same costume as when you were a kid.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's somebody who's great.
2: weirded out, but also is invested in making it somehow succeed yeah. so you can get money. Exactly. Um,
3: money, right? Yeah. And it was a yeah. fair amount of money. I don't remember how much much it was. It was $100 a hundred dollars a week.
2: Yeah, which I think was quite a bit back then.
3: Which is what like probably 6 or 7 hundred a week now, seriously.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the inflation is, but I think that was pretty good money,
3: yeah. especially if you're
2: just going to be playing some piano for Exactly. Some lady.
3: Yeah. Man.
2: Um <clears throat> so I mean we we've talked a lot about Davis, but uh, you know, we've got the other side of the the rivalry <laughs> in this with a uh, with Joe Crawford who I do, who I think does well. Um I do find her character kind of frustrating. Um, And I don't know how much of it is really Joan Crawford, but I think that she, you know, Blanche kind of comes off to me as like kind of a little bit too naive at times, Mm -hmm. like, and her escape attempts are just like so slow. Um, Yeah. They almost seem half-hearted.
3: Well, I think this is where the twist comes in. I think they were half-hearted. I think she, you know, deep down, Blamed her, even if she wasn't aware of it. There was some she had something kept her with that Stockholm syndrome, you know, like just I yeah. think she just had a ton of guilt or something. But that's why. Best.
4: That's why I I like the ending um and the twist because it makes more sense because I was kind of frustrated too like. Um, hello, your sister is evil and awful and you kind of just are okay with it and it's kind of annoying. Like, I get it, you're a sweet little princess and nothing bothers you for some reason. But then knowing that she feels guilty because she actually wanted to kill her sister makes it feel a lot more realistic.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the scenes where she's like trying to like almost walk down the stairs. Where mm-hmm. it's like you can just butt scoot, like you get down Busk! there real quick, you know. Well, yeah,
3: and couldn't she could have just told Elvira, right? Like, get me out of here. Or or the neighbor that neighbor lady was always out pruning her shears.
2: Yeah. And then she know? throws the paper right at the wrong time. Yeah. I know. I know. that's that's I think one of the core one of the sort of frustrating things about this script is like it's over and over again of like Jane coming home just in time.
3: Yes. yeah yeah that it's does like yes
2: you know blanche goes way too slow with something and then jane comes yeah. on just in time to foil it um and that kind of happens over and over and over again
4: totally uh, no, and whenever I, I, she's trying to like whisper to somebody i get she doesn't want jane to hear but it's like could you please like just say something out loud because then once you get their attention and they can help you you won't be in danger anymore so like just call out to them <laughs> I wonder
3: if they did it, though, so that we could continue with the Betty Davis part of this, because that part is so good. You know, oh, um, it is. Yeah. you could I never have never wanted just... Betty
2: Davis to be off the screen, right? You know, but...
3: <laughs> and if you know, if she had blown the whistle on her in the first half of the movie, it'd be over. There'd be, you know, yeah. the cops would be there, the <laughs> social well, services yeah. or something, and so I don't know, but yeah, no, out. yeah,
4: obviously, but yeah, it is frustrating watching um, Blanche like. Just totally foil all of her chances. <laughs>
3: well, it, it happens one too many times that yeah, it's not even really yeah. believable anymore, you know? Right.
2: Like, yeah. I do love the uh, the psychological tricks that Jane is pulling on her. When like she gives her the bird.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> and then the next time, Blanche is too afraid to open up her meal, and you know. <laughs> and then when she I does get it's a rat, and you know. Just yeah,
3: she mentions that there's rats Jane in is the cellar, up. and she's like.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Oh, didn't we should say didn't... she she serves him to him for dinner. He doesn't give her the bird, like the middle finger. She, <laughs> like, you know, like, she, yes. she, she, she yep. you know, she's incapacitated. So Blanche has to, or ba- Jane has to bring her her food. And then when Blanche lifts the, you know, the whatever you call those things up, uh,
2: serving tray cover or whatever. Serving yeah.
3: tray cover. Yes, I'm sure yeah. that's yeah. The, uh that's Yeah, the there's a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
2: yeah, just it it you know, terrorizing it. her sister in that way. Those are great. Uh, those, yeah. Those are great scenes.
4: I know there's a couple of scenes, like um even when Elvira walks in and sees Blanche all tied up on the bed, it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
4: can you imagine walking in on that? This is so yeah. horrifying. Um, The way she's hanging above the bed like that. You and know, it's such simpler little...
2: times when Elvira like puts down the hammer. Yeah. yeah. And then gives her back to you know jane yeah it's just like yeah this is definitely 1962 like yes. no way i'd be giving yes. up a hammer if i knew no someone's tying somebody up in a room <laughs> totally <laughs> well yeah. that,
3: that had to do with her color i'm sure and you don't go against the misses of the house you know because i mean it's kind of her fault too she could have spoke she knew something bad was going on there and she didn't Yes, she seemed to either. know
2: even before Blanche did. Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah.
2: That there was something up. But I did, really did like that character. I like her too. perseverance. Yeah. Um,
3: yep.
2: Totally. And like I said, she she could have been written as a stereotype, and she wasn't.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Uh. You know, it, it, I, I was pretty impressed with. I wish that she was on the screen longer. Um. I kind of wish that we got more of her.
4: Um, yeah, I really liked her acting too. Even just the difference between her interactions with Blanche um, and Jane, you know, when she'd be down in the kitchen with Jane and just how, like, pissed off she would be. And, like,
2: I'm Mm going to be
4: polite because I work for you, but I want you to know that I'm not okay with your behavior. (laughs) And, and, like, how much sympathy she had for Blanche. And um, it was fun to be able to see that contrast interacting.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: What a great movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, we've gone through most of the notes that I put down. Um, are there other things that we haven't mentioned that you guys want to bring up?
4: I and mean, we haven't really talked about the beach scene, the final scene. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah.
1: Really,
4: I really like it, because that's kind of when we finally start to see, like, a little bit of a, of a different... I mean, it's kind of like a regression back into childhood <laughs> for Jane. Like, she's always kind of acted childish, but this is like, she's hit the breaking point. She is now just like a child in her mind, and And what I like about it is that you can see that she doesn't hate Blanche, you know, that she does have this like kind of sisterly like adoration and love for her. But she's also just like a scared child and they have their like sister rivalry and stuff and it like went too far. But um, I don't know. I just like being able to see that other side to her, too. And to like you do you feel kind of bad for her. Even well, she's, she's out of that control- controlled thing. environment
3: now. You know, she could control everything in the house. And now she, I think she just doesn't want anyone to be mad at her in, in any capacity. So she's yeah. trying to placate um, Blanche. But like, you know, Blanche is like, give me a doctor. And she's like, how about an ice cream cone? Yeah. <laughs> like, she does not understand the
4: severity <laughs> of the situation <laughs> at all. Right. Yeah. And just it, the way that the it closes, you know, with her like dancing on the beach and then the police discovering Blanche in the sand, I was like, "This is so great! I love what's yeah. happening right now."
1: That's,
3: that's I don't that's know. Nobody, yeah, knows, you know, which I
4: love. I love that we're like, I don't know, she might have just like died.
3: I I I think she died because I mean, she'd got the beat down from. Jane a couple days before and she hadn't been feeding her
4: that scene was was so alarming by the way when she's just like kicking her ass
1: yeah, and she's all
4: like winded getting back on the phone (laughs) trying to sound like her sister
3: like that was intense (laughs) and supposedly real so I don't know (laughs) elderly abuse
2: yeah it's funny we kind of have like an, an indirect connection to the next movie with this whole regression of age and a character kind of like yeah. going back to a child status and violent, you
4: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had thought stages. about that actually. I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. So see, you had more connections than just spider. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <intended>. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, just trying to think of, sorry, I'm, I'm just playing that last scene in my head again. Oh,
1: right that's,
2: um you know and i'm trying to figure out exactly what the movie was saying about about jane um like was she just regressing did she lose touch uh i'm 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 kind of undecided on where i stand with uh with where the where, where the film was trying to take us there um, yeah Now you've seen a lot more than i have tammy but uh, uh i, I mean you're
3: i could give you yeah. my opinion if you <laughs> yeah, want yeah go ahead uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i think the whole reason they wouldn't have put that twist in if at the end that why even have the reveal if we weren't supposed to like flip our feelings i think we're supposed to see that jane really wasn't what we've been thinking she is for the entire movie and that blanche was really the monster that's kind of just how i feel at the end of it and
2: yeah it's like i do feel like they were trying to do that to us but it's yeah, it's it's unconvincing when you think of the rest of the movie you know like jane beat Alvida to death with a hammer <laughs> yes. uh but you know she, because she killed and animals and she tried feeding them to her sister she tied her sister up like yeah she's a big She's not an innocent sure. here
3: <laughs> no, but she was just i think she was just a brat until she thought she had paralyzed her sister then i think she went mental. You know then I, I think it was like she's and you know her well, sister probably
4: like, because everybody lied to her and she can't remember it and she's like i did this thing that i can't even remember and then you start to think like what am imagine i how that would mess with you of? yeah
3: and you're stu- not only that but you, you can't get away from it like you're stuck with taking care of this invalid that you think is an invalid because of you have a drinking problem and it's all your fault and and you're a terrible person and you know Blanche is totally playing that up like oh I'm a victim I'm a victim and she never really was like Mm -hmm. Jane was really the victim so
4: and I think we're supposed to assume that you know obviously she was probably jealous that her sister had you know was a better actress and getting better jobs and more attention um so I'm sure that she actually did feel like like oh my god I must have tried to commit this horrible act on her because of my feelings, like what a terrible person I am to try and kill my sister over something like that, you know? Yeah. Because I think she's a brat, but I don't think that she ever meant to be like a monster monster.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what she lashes did out is... Kind of like a child might lash out, except that she's an yeah. adult. Um, yes, beyond it's like, adult. <laughs> it's like child tantrums that she's having. <laughs>
3: Well, mentally, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of what she does, like serving up the dead, the way that she acted, like, you know, depriving her of things or not talking to her, serving her the dead. And those are kind of like childish foot stomping hissy fits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean like, I think stealing
2: in... the money to buy costumes and dresses and, you know, not to like pay rent or, you know, it's like, you know, she she doesn't live in an adult world. Um, right. You know, she, even though she's an adult, she, I don't think she really had to ever live as an adult.
3: 100%. Um, and even if she did, I think she just regressed to 1917 or whatever when she mm-hmm. felt Those the last time she felt that she felt that happy. And that's mm-hmm. another thing, too. She, not only does she have to take care of Blanche, she's and, and not just happy when she was her. the breadwinner. Yeah. yeah you know, that was the moment when she was bright.
2: That's what she, what she kept reminding Blanche of that. Yep. Like, you know, I was the one that brought in the money, I was the one that you know bought you those things yep. um and that right. only lasted till probably 1918
1: <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> you know ever since yeah. Then, she's been the dependent you know yep. <laughs> but uh
2: i think that she you know she's maybe a little inferiority um creeping in through there yeah but yeah anyway it gives us a lot to think about um do yeah, you think we're both. ready to to a uh, rate yeah sure yeah all right tim why don't you get us started since you're the uh you're the expert on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: oh, you know. Um this one's really good and like I've said it's it's a favorite of mine from even before this. I would probably give this one like an 8.5, I think. And you know, I'll definitely I've watched it many times and I will watch it again. So, yeah, it's a
2: favorite. Yeah, that was actually an 8.5 as well. Um I feel like it would have been higher if maybe it was tighter um you know it is just a long movie like my my wife watched it with me and she was really enjoying it but she couldn't stay awake for the whole thing uh you know i mean granted we are we always have to watch things at night when the kids go to bed um but still it was like you know she was struggling to stay awake even though she was liking it um so and i definitely felt the the time um so I, yeah, I think you can easily cut out tighter. twenty minutes at least, or something, of this movie. But um, like I yeah. said, Davis is amazing. It's it's absolutely worth seeing. People need to check it out, and it's definitely one I'll watch again. Um, but it would be a higher rating if I think the the, the pacing was a little bit tighter. Um, yeah, so Jessica, where are you?
4: I'm also at eight and a half. There oh, we go. <gasps> wow. <Nice. laughs> Now I really want to know what Mark gives it.
1: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> <I know. laughs>
4: he ruins it. But yeah, and that's it's not half, a drive-in rating. That's, a, a, that's just my regular rating is an eight and a half. I didn't feel the need to do a drive-in rating for this. Um, so it's not a
3: drive-in movie. I mean, I know it is, but it's not. Like think it's of just this. so good. This is up against Scream Baby Scream, okay?
1: Like, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> <you know>?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like
4: not even just as a horror movie, but just as a movie. It's just like so watchable and just so good it's just high quality stuff so I'm also at an eight and a half and I agree with Ben like if it was a little tighter it probably could have even been a nine or higher
3: you know I've seen this so many times it's nice to get your guys's kind of fresh take you made me realize it's it's too long I think I had just I was used to it being that long right I remember when I saw it in the theater I I it sort of crossed my mind like hmm this is long and I was thoroughly enjoying myself. So yeah,
4: That's funny. I think what's nice about watching something like this too, is that sometimes when we're watching all these old movies and I'm kind of a younger person who hasn't necessarily seen a lot of them, I'm like, I can't tell if this isn't like good or entertaining or if it's just because like I'm too young to appreciate it. But then you watch something like this and you're like, That was so good, (laughs) (laughs) you know,
3: so it's nice. I think this is a timeless classic, and I think anybody who watches it, it's, you know, I I know there's people that just straight up don't like black and white movies, and this just transcends that category, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Something different for a change? Then try the perfect refreshment, Chili Dilly, a delicious pickle treat that's spiced just right for every bite. Economical, too. There's no waste. You eat every bit of the juicy goodness of Chili Dilly. How about trying
2: one right now? Chili Dilly. On sale at our concession stand. You'll love them. All right. So that was Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, 1962. Uh, we're now moving on to the next film, uh, from 1967. Once again, filmed in 1964, but I guess the production company went bankrupt, um, so it didn't get released until a few years later uh, at the end of 1967. Um, so Spider Baby, um, directed and written by Jack Hill. Uh, of course not rated. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb uh, with 7,000 votes. Um, goes by a couple other titles as well. Uh, one of them ended up being something of a, uh, a subtitle here, like the maddest story ever told, um, uh-huh. from the the lyrics to the uh, the opening song. Um, for a cast, we have as Bruno the immortal Lon Chaney Jr. We've got Carol Omar as Emily, uh, Quinn K. Redeker as Peter, Beverly Washburn as Elizabeth, Jill Banner as Virginia, Sid Haig as ralph uh, mm-hmm. mary mitchell as ann carl schanzer as schlocker um and <laughs> okay. manton morland as the messenger uh so um i don't think we we braked uh, or broke i should guess we should say for a uh, a trailer last time so let's do that now and then we'll be back with a uh, synopsis <laughs>
1: monsters in haunted homes, a ghost on the stair, a vampire's bite. the happy wear. <laughs> there's a full moon tonight. Big fat
2: bug right in my spiderweb. Virginia, are you crazy? You're bad, bad.
1: You were not supposed to play spider anymore. Animal spiders creep and crawl. And ghouls having a ball. (laughs) Frankenstein, Dracula, and even the mummy are sure to end up in somebody's
3: tummy. (laughs) He's just a big kid.
1: Yes, it's like you say, sir. We're not very formal here at Merry House.
0: And the big black spider goes round and round.
1: Sit round a fire with this cup of brew, a fiend and a werewolf on each side of you. This cannibal orgy is strange to behold, and the maddest story.
2: OK, um, the IMDb synopsis just says a caretaker devotes himself to three demented siblings after their father's death. Um, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, the, the caretaker in this situation is Bruno, played by Lon Cheney Jr. Um, this is a quick other uh, off the cuff synopsis. Uh, he is caring for three. I want to call them children, sort of. They are physically adults. But they have a rare disease called, I think, Mary syndrome, Mary syndrome. Um, that makes them regress uh, mentally. So they kind of go through childhood and then even before that to almost an animal state. Um, so uh, that's what the three children have. Uh, Sid Haig's character, Ralph, he's an older sibling, so he's actually further regressed. Um, and the two girls, Virginia and Elizabeth, are kind of like almost like toddlerish uh maybe like five year old or something like that um, mm-hmm. but they also happen to be somewhat murderous and violent um, <laughs> so he's been trying to take care of these girls and this this uh, the and Ralph as well and now some distant relatives come to try and claim the house and uh, not realizing what they've walked into
4: And their um, family is the Mary family right like that's their I think that was their last yeah.
2: name yeah their last yeah.
4: name and so this was like a syndrome that they, titled like just for their family it right, sounded it like
2: only their family had that ever
4: experienced seen. okay yeah. that's what i thought which is like fun <laughs> i love it i felt like this is kind of like a darker uh like adam's family or something
2: so jessica <laughs> once you get started off talk about your first your first oh,
4: okay. Oh yeah. Sorry, I kind of just like ruined your whole thing. Sorry. <laughs> well, I know you ruined no it. Problem. So. <laughs> no problem. No, I did. I really enjoyed it, and like I said, I love. Well, I love the Adams Family and things of that nature, and I thought that this was kind of like a more like dark grown-up version of that, you know. And they have this syndrome that they can kind of blame it on. But I love Lon Chaney Jr. as like caretaker, and he <laughs> actually has some moments. It feels so sincere Yes, you know, yeah. that like, I really well, i mean, not like to the point where I'm going to cry, but I'm just like totally on board with mm-hmm. his character and like what he's doing for this family. And even like ultimately the decision that he makes for the family. I'm like, I totally get everything that you're throwing out. Um, and I loved seeing Sid Haig uh, in his youth. And I don't know if this was his <laughs> first movie, but... I just, oh, it was so fun and exciting to see him on the screen. And he, well, they all did a great job. I love the girls. I thought they were totally iconic. I was totally in love with Virginia. I was like, that's that's me. (laughs)
1: Like,
4: if I'm one of these characters, I'm the weird spider girl. Totally. (laughs) Um, So... It was just, all the characters were so fun, and it's weird because it's kind of listed as a comedy as well, and I didn't really get any comedy out of it, except that it's kind of ridiculous, I guess, you know, but... There's um, some tonal
2: choices in this, yeah.
4: Yeah, but I mean, overall, to me, it felt more horror than comedy. I don't know if I would mm-hmm. even list it as a comedy personally, but maybe that was just me. Um But yeah, I really liked it, and this, like I said earlier, this—they're all first-time watches for me. But I've been wanting to watch this, and I'm really glad that I finally got to.
2: Yeah, and like I said, same that you know, I had wanted this, I'd wanted to see this for a long time, and I knew very little about it. Um, I knew that Lon Chaney was in it and Sid uh, Mm Haig, and I knew that the tone was supposed to be somewhat comedic, um, but I didn't know anything about the plot. Like, I didn't know about the age regression thing or anything like that. Um, yeah. And my first reaction was also, I really enjoyed this. Um, I think that there, you know, I wouldn't call it a comedy, but there is deliberate humor mixed in.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not
2: laugh out loud funny. It just, no. it kind of creates an atmosphere that's both kind of creepy and fun. Yeah.
1: You know, like, mm-hmm.
2: they're, they're having fun with this. The movie lets us know that we're supposed to be having a good time. With all the weird mayhem, you know the opening song kind of lets us know that. I
3: was just gonna say uh, that sets the tone yeah, right there.
2: Absolutely, um, but at the same time, kind of like what Jessica said, you know, Lon Chaney grounds everything in a real sadness. Yes.
3: Um, yeah. You don't yes. forget
2: that this is actually a kind of a tragedy because of his character. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a strange film that really worked for me. Yeah. Um, it it feels like a late entry into the old dark house subgenre.
3: Where you yeah. have like, you know, yeah.
2: we have people like, you know, y- usually it was like people reading a will, but it's kind of like, yep. you know, we have people kind of coming with a lawyer in an estate and there's hidden passages and you know, mm-hmm. a creepy weird old house and you never know what's going to be in the next door. And that's like, that goes back to, you know, the silent era. Um, so this is like a really late entry into that. But at the same time, it feels like a precursor to the hillbilly horror of the 1970s. <laughs> yes. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes, you know, all that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's a combination yep. that works surprisingly well um yeah it's like it's like those it's like the the past and the future meeting as far as horror goes and the direction that it would go um but yeah i i really i really enjoyed this one uh tammy what about you
3: so i think I, I texted you guys like 20 minutes into it and i'm like what, <laughs> what, am, I what watching? am i watching i, went I wasn't like... sure if that
2: was a positive or a negative when no it was that. very <laughs>
3: negative i was like i was like curse you oh well, i hadn't gotten to scream baby scream yet so i'm okay. like why does vin hate me so much like seriously <laughs> uh what did i do to him you know but um and then I just absolutely fell in love now I went into this knowing absolutely nothing so for a little bit there I thought this was kind of going I didn't know about the I read nothing I didn't know about the age regression I didn't know what the spider was I had heard other people really diss this I've never heard that I can think of I know it's very popular but I can't think of anyone I personally know that said anything good about this um and then at first I thought like the girls were almost like Manson girl like I thought this was like mm. they were like luring like spiders luring people out there to kill them that's what I initially thought mm. and I'm like mm. oh boy this acting is this is going to be horrible and then it's like Lon Chaney ar- arrived home with the car and then it just started to change and I I with very, very quickly I completely fell in love. This is <laughs> why is nobody talking about how great this is? And I'm gonna go I was I'm happy I went last because I put in my notes and I was shamingly gonna say this is my favorite Lon Chaney role, but now I can say that with pride because it absolutely <laughs> is. I absolutely love who he played in here. Um I don't I haven't definitely not seen all of his movies, but I've seen a lot. And this is just yeah. a, a little different than I guess I usually see him and I My heart, you know, like I, like when he would tear up, I would tear up, and I'm like, I'm getting this way over these spider people, (laughs) you know, know, and that doesn't even make any sense. Like, what's with this? I don't even know. They don't explain any of that, but
2: so sympathetic.
3: Yeah, (laughs)
1: you know, and
4: you bring up a good point that maybe his character and because of how grounded he is and because of how serious he takes this situation and how loving he is towards these kids, that it helps with their, you know, kind of overacting of their characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that th- those roles, you know, kind of require that, but I think, I don't know, seeing them play together and feeling like they all actually really love each other. Um, because yeah. yeah. even he the loves girls, them, that act-
2: he hates the violence that they do, but he loves, right. Them. Yeah.
4: And like, Even the girls, you know, they act a little more mature when they're like telling him how much they love him and how much they want him around and stuff. You know, all of a sudden they seem a little more grown up, like they take it more seriously. Um, So I don't know. It's like all their characters together are just so like sweet and they all kind of Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, they all kind of like lift each
3: other's acting up, I think
2: yeah uh, these yeah, are the, the really girls... good
3: actors playing <coughs> excuse me sorry <laughs> horrible ro- horrible roles you know what I mean like mm-hmm. they yeah. they're, they're 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 they have to act like that but they were really irritating at first till I completely fall in love with them yeah. and I absolutely love these girls. I don't know if they were in anything else or whatever, but they should have been I mean i just like av- ended up at really they quickly were no longer irritating, I guess I should say yeah but I think that um they they in,
2: struck the perfect kind of tone.
3: Yes. And them. they yeah. had such no. a reverence for him. And I think since I, I probably, out of all of them, I think I probably identified with the Lon Chaney role. So I think that's what changed my way of thinking. Like I started to see them as he was, as mm-hmm. he saw them, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, I got to say. And also, you know, have is, like, oh, sorry, go
2: ahead. Uh, I was just going to say this is the second Lon Chaney type of movie that we've seen for the drive in. Because remember, he was in The Alligator People? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And like, mm-hmm.
2: and he was the most fun. Part about that movie, just as far as yeah. the it's acting totally goes. different, like, though. Yeah, like he, yeah. he was just on a different level when it came to the acting. He just like he's the one that knew what movie he was in, and he just gave it all, you know. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like this movie and that movie have like kind of given me a greater appreciation for Lon Chaney Jr., the actor.
3: Totally. You know, right. you know, and this is not I, what he's known for, for sure. No, no, you know? it's not.
2: You know? And this is, you know, the, the one in the alligator people is a small role, but he he definitely was the most memorable one. Um, yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I knew him, of course, from the Universal films, you know, yeah. playing the Wolfman. I'd seen some of the other bit parts that he did, like in the 50s and everything. But this, you know, alligator people did it a little bit for me. But this one definitely made me appreciate him a lot more. Just yeah, as yeah an me actor. too. You know, too. I saw a whole different side of him in this, yes. uh, which I yeah. I really appreciated. I, I'm really Me glad too. that I saw it, if for no other reason than to see that side of Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, agreed. And I'm sorry, Jessica, you were going to say something before. I don't know if you remember what it was.
1: <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think the other thing that kind of brings you around to the, the kid. I mean, you're kind of already on board with Ralph right away. You know, he's kind of lovable right away. But I think with the girls, because you have these people kind of like... Entering their home and just trying to like steal it from them and not really caring about them and their situation and just feeling entitled, um, you know. That's to why it family.
2: gives me the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes.
4: Yes, yeah. Where people keep yes. on
2: wandering into Leatherface's house.
1: Yes.
4: Like
2: it's freaking private property. Stop going <laughs> yeah. inside the guy's house, yeah. you know. Well, not only that, but hey, they we're going to house of horrors and they get yeah. killed, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
4: we're sleeping over. <laughs> and we p- asked you to make us food, yeah. and then yeah. we're gonna offend you by pulling out our own food in the middle of dinner like what the heck so rude okay but also okay I love that they're vegetarians but I hated that they had like a bowl of grass for food as their yes. salad
1: because as
4: sad. a vegan I always get people that are like Oh, what do you want for dinner? I got some grass in the yard. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're so funny. And then they actually had grass. I was like, damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, their food's kind of thematic, right? Because uh, wasn't Virginia yeah. eating the bugs?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Right. And she's the spider girl, you know? Right. And I, I do like that whole spider theme with her, you know? Me too. She's also, she's also very attractive. She's a very yes. good girl. So, yes. like, she is very much a kind of like, you could lure me into a web. You know, like yes. you can definitely get the bugs into the web uh, with no problem. You know, yeah. And I love her, like her knives. She's like, now I sting you. You know, and she's got. Yeah. <laughs> she's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's such a child way of doing it. But it's yeah. also still kind of you know, it's still intimidating. Um, yes, but very it's creepy fun, and you know?
4: cute at the same time. Yeah, oh, and yeah.
2: that's that's the first time we see her. Is we see a uh, we see Manton Moreland um playing the messenger going through and we had seen him before uh when we did um i don't know if it was our for the hidden gems uh but he was in 1941 movie king of the zombies um so that was like one of the picks that I had at one point. Uh, so I recognized him as he's going around. I'm like, that's the dude from King of the Zombies. And it was nice. Um, so, you know, he, he was he's a well-known actor, actually. Uh, he was actually very I don't know, you know, the people in the 60s, they might have started to forget about him. But certainly throughout the 40s and the 50s, he was in tons of stuff. Um, so you got Mandon Moreland, who's killed in the very beginning. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, you've got Virginia. Like throwing a web over him, you know, and he gets trapped <laughs> in the window and everything like that. And um, it's great. And then like Lon Chaney comes home and the dude's just like halfway out the window. Like,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, He's like, oh, yeah. i got to do uh, with this.
2: Here we go again.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really liked um,
4: Elizabeth too.
2: Yeah, and yeah, like, she she was in an episode of Star Trek. I just want to throw that out there.
4: Oh, nice. <laughs> but, uh,
2: that's, but yeah, that was necessary information like, that you guys needed to know.
4: I loved her, yeah. like, very nihilistic view on life and how yeah. we understand that she's this kind of bratty teenager that hates everything. And Lon Chaney Jr.'s character is always trying to tell her, like, you know, not hate. Like, that is a strong word. Like, you don't need to hate everything. I'm yeah. not going to hate you. I'm not going to ever hate any of you. Um, so I really enjoyed her character too. She's always like, I hate, I hate. I'm like, oh, it's like my daughters. Yeah,
2: she's like slightly more mature almost than Virginia. Yeah. But not quite, you know? <laughs>
3: right. So I guess she must be the youngest. She's a little more of
2: the planner, sibling. it seems, you know? <laughs>
3: well, she's yeah. got this bratty little sister she's got to deal with, you know? But yeah. she can't, who never <laughs> listens to her. And, but yet she's supposed to be in charge. And yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like the babysitter.
3: Yeah, I know.
4: Uh, and it's kind of funny because if she's the most mature, she must be the youngest of the, the siblings, youngest, right? Because yeah, she yeah. hasn't regressed yeah, so, yet. Yeah. But she's the one who has to be in charge because she's the most like mature, <laughs> even though she's the youngest. It's just kind of a funny play yeah. on the whole thing. It'll make
2: you yeah. dizzy when you try and think about who's yeah. what age is. Yeah. Who, you know, um, <laughs> and the rest of the cast is also a lot of fun, I think. Uh, yeah. You got Carol, right? That's the Aunt Carol. She's played by Emily Howe. Who she played the wife in the in house on Haunted Hill? Um, Is that Vincent her? Price's oh. wife, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that was her. I had A just very watched that. I body on her, I would say, too. Um, Did we, uh,
3: the strip tease, though, in the middle, I'm like, oh boy, it
2: had, it <laughs> I was like, what's needless, happening, but appreciated. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my daughter,
3: my daughter walked in the room, she's like, yes, queen. <laughs> 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 well, but and then funny. she that's takes. Great. I don't even know she takes that. to running through the whole, you know, the whole yard like that in her garter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As
2: like,
3: you her, do, you know. Her character
2: is definitely the most, I guess you could say, problematic for a modern. Uh abuse.
3: yes, yes.
2: Absolutely. And her fate and everything that happens to her, that is yes. definitely
3: I was like, um, whoa, what what? Yeah. <laughs> they went there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's the
2: thing more than anything else that doesn't fly in yes. the modern day. But um
3: it, it, it's it's at the time it probably, you know.
2: It was not looked at as with the, medicine, but... the levity that it deserves. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, she is, I guess we should just say what it is, right? She, she is essentially chased down by Ralph and suggested that she's raped. Right. Although I don't know if Ralph knows what to do, um, but still, you know, uh, but then she kind of awakens in the field and it's difficult to tell what's going on with her.
1: Yeah, she, becomes a she seems sex like mania.
2: deluded with yeah. revenge, but then she yeah. seems like she's almost like overtaken by murderous lust or something. Yeah, it's yeah. really difficult yeah. to figure out what's really going on there.
3: Confused in that so, scene. And yeah. that's flying. because Raph has the magic stick, man.
2: I mean, if if you look at it from a a campy <laughs> point of view, it works. If you look at it from a serious point of view, nothing, none of that works. You know.
4: Right. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, anyway, I, if I keep looking at it. I know, I would hat, say, I'm your...
4: like, is that the one part that's supposed to be comedic? It's like probably the yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the most, to to it's the most
2: weird. Uh, yeah, it's the one that made me the most uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, well,
3: it's the only time that Ralph kind of like, I mean, I understand probably the male, his male animal brain. He has urges, right? But it's kind of like the first time or, or the only time he ever breaks five-year-old character.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he's
3: watching her and stuff. It's almost like not even because she's. Half naked. It's almost like he's just kind of curious. Yeah. You know, almost like how I would, would be too. Anybody. I'd be like, "What
4: the hell are you doing?" <laughs> <It's>,
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna spy it's, on
4: her, and then weird. it's like, "Whoa,
3: well, yeah."
4: <laughs> well, I guess their uncle Ned or whatever that's <clears throat> like down below the cellar. He's like basically a caveman or something, right? Yeah. Like
2: they start growing yeah. more hair. Yeah. Like, like they like
4: regress, regress, Physically
2: regress. <laughs> yeah. They become like Neanderthal or something like that.
4: Yeah. Um, so I guess that would make that I thought they sense.
3: were hairy because they're like tra- the tarantulas.
2: Mm, they were becoming no, the tarantulas, I, I think, right? I think they went even beyond infancy and they're now into like some kind of early early evolutionary state.
4: That's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I think the only spider person is Virginia. No. Yeah, she's the only one that was except with
2: spiders.
3: No, those two those uh spiders come out of the wall and she calls them by names. Remember those two like tarantulas? Like yeah, but I think science? that was just
2: Virginia, wasn't it? I think it's just Virginia oh. that's obsessed with the spiders. Yeah,
3: I think it's just, those are just like her oh. pet spiders. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, like, like this whole time, I thought they were all on their way to becoming spiders, and I was like, oh, uh,
2: no, like... I think those are just actually <laughs> just spiders that <Like> she kept <laughs> <as> pets. Oh,
3: <laughs> okay. All right. And I thought, so when, yeah, when we get the pop up out of the floor at the end, I'm like, I just figured they were getting hairy like those spiders. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It um, is kind
4: of funny. It's called Spider Baby. Oh, so, yeah! Like, it's called yeah, the spider Baby. The only Spider Baby is Virginia. <laughs> it's
2: just her. She's the Spider Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which she like she kind of reminded me a little bit of like an Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. If you remade yeah. this, yeah. this, Aubrey Plaza could definitely play that role. Um, nice.
3: She's prettier uh, than Aubrey Plaza. Let me just throw that
2: out. That was <laughs> pretty good looking. Uh, but no, she is, yeah, but both, Jenny both was also very, very good looking.
3: Something about that baby doll nighty though in the '60s makeup. Yeah, and those bangs. And yeah, takes it over the top. Beautiful voluminous hair. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something My about favorite. '60s fashion does it.
3: Yeah, totally. Um,
2: uh, it's what uh, saves
3: the next movie. Let me just say that.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that
3: far. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, let's see, the cast, Quinn Redeker, he played Peter. Um, I, I read that Redeker actually, he later received an Oscar nomination for co writing The Deer Hunter. Um, what? Oh. Really?
4: Oh my god. That's legit writing
2: chops I actually really liked his character.
4: Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, and I did
2: too. Anne. Mary yeah. Mitchell played Ann. She played the daughter in Panic in the Year Zero, which is one of the drive in oh. movies that we had done at one point. Um, that would have
3: been my pick from last year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh but they're they're like they're super easygoing characters. I like how Peter's like non-judgmental. Yeah. Um, and and is like a really horror nice. fan who has this great little nod to the wolfman when I they're know. at yeah. the yeah. Which was, was so great. cute.
4: I know my husband walked in the room and I was like, they're talking about the Wolfman and this actor <laughs> is the wolfman. And my husband's like, I don't care. And I'm like, no, it's cute.
2: <laughs> and then and then really of course excited. they end up driving drunk back to the place and they're hey. Walking up the steps, tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm glad you guys even made it back.
3: But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Peter was cool. Yeah,
2: there. Um, yeah, they, they were pretty great though. I like those characters a lot.
4: I know it's um, gonna feel really bad if Virginia killed him. Like, wait, you like him? Don't kill him.
3: Yeah. No, I- he wa- that spider web. Come on, he could have got out. He, he was like, stop it some more with your spider web. <laughs> you know, that thing would not have held anybody. He could have just, like, got up and walked out of there and was like, oh, stop it some yeah.
1: more. <laughs> That's so funny.
4: Yeah, at one point I was like, wait, did she like, tie him down with something under the spider web? Because there's no way that that would just, like, yeah. hold you down. Maybe it is a little it. more comedic <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: than I I thought initially.
2: <laughs> the only dislike I really have for this is the middle does get a little bit sluggish and slow. That's my um, only
3: dislike. Stealer. Yeah,
2: especially the scenes of, like, the lawyer <laughs> snooping around the house. Go I said on Schlocker's
3: house investigating goes on way, yeah. way too long. Right. And I, yeah. I understand that was, like, a way to tell – you found out a lot of things. It was an exposition kind of a way. But I I'm it's like, no, don't do that. Give me more of, like, the end where we get to, like, see the people coming out of the basement. Right. And, like, it all happens in the last ten minutes, you know. not that.
2: that actor was kind of the weakest one, too. So mm-hmm. to see this actor who really wasn't nearly as professional as everybody else, like pretending to search around a house and yeah. investigate, like, you know how like bad actors investigate things,
1: you know, like the way they yeah. look
2: around and, you know, it, it's, it, it never looks real. Like they're actually finding things, you know, right? Uh, for real. So like we just see him like going around, like shining lights on stuffed birds. And, um, well, and he's you know, the one it's...
3: thing that felt trauma about the, this whole thing to me. He's the one person <laughs> that felt trauma. You know what I mean? Like, if you kind of understand what I'm saying, like, he was, like, not overacting in a good way. He just was like, he was just that weird little man that, like, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> it's just weird. Those weird little glasses and mustache. I do think he was supposed to be funny, though, and I just don't think he was funny, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I think know. so, too.
2: With that cigar. Yeah. Like, constantly chomping hey. that cigar. Hey. Like, yeah, yeah.
3: A lot of that. Right.
2: Like, maybe some comedy that wasn't working. Yeah.
3: Um, no. Yeah.
4: That that's was really my That's what my only dislike to was like yeah, yeah. said it got a little slow at
3: that that part of yeah. the movie. But it didn't um, need to. There was plenty they could you know that I right. was very entertaining that I would have liked to have seen. So
4: Yeah.
3: Agreed.
2: Yeah, I think you could have edited edited some of that down and uh it would have moved pretty swiftly. Um Yeah. But still yeah. not
4: too long though, so <laughs> No. That's good. Like overall as a movie it's not even that long. No
3: it's not too long it's just too long of that when they
2: could. Yeah. Right. yeah
3: Well like some characters I would have liked to have seen more of to fill that space.
2: Yeah you feel right. your patience being tried a little bit mm-hmm. in that section. For sure. um, but yeah I mean I I really enjoyed this one. Um, we covered most of my notes at this point. Me too. Um, Yeah Jessica do you have anything else? Nope. Nope.
3: Oh, no, I would I say the da- everything. the end. You know, the kind of like sort of stare yeah. at the end. That daughter was one of. The, is she like super creepy looking? She was yeah, almost. She was like, kind of
2: creepy. <laughs> like
3: uncanny valley looking. She just, I don't know, looked like a zombie or something like that.
2: But yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I think her name was Jessica. Yes. So, it was. You know, and gotta I, watch
4: out for a Jessicas.
3: Oh, they. You know, I was thinking. Oh, Lon Chaney was so sweet to let them live and get out oh you need to get but i wonder deep down if he knew that he would carry on the like you know i don't think so but
4: that was really sweet how he was like you guys should get out of here i was like oh he's just like perfect yeah he knows what everybody needs
2: yeah (laughs) and it was it is a sad scene when like you know he's he's lit dynamite
1: yeah
4: and
2: they're all like what's it gonna do you know and he's just it's just this Tender. He he, know, he knows it has to happen, right? They're yep. all going to yeah. end up like Ralph. Ralph is about to end up like the people in the basement, and, um, yeah. and the people are going to come for them, and they're not going to know how to treat them. And you know, it's 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 like a sad, like putting a horse down, sort of, right? You know, oh, yeah. moment. Um,
1: yeah.
2: But you know, it's but he, he goes out with them, you know, yep, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't kidding, he wouldn't yeah. abandon them. Right. Um, so yeah, Bruno, he's he's which misguided. is
1: also sad, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's misguided, he's an enabler, but he's also incredibly sweet and you know, very, very sympathetic in this. Um so, yeah. surprisingly, even, a movie like this, we have a surprisingly very sympathetic character. Uh, and not
3: in a, he had nothing to gain, you know, like right, he did it yeah. like he had no ill will whatsoever, even if he wasn't just loyalty. Yeah. Yeah, just loyalty. Yeah. He yeah. made mm-hmm. a promise. He made a promise. Yep. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I do yeah. believe he truly loved those. Kids, quote right. unquote yeah. kids, yeah. you know, and not yep. in a creepy old man way either. Like, I mean, I think no. he legitimately loved them and yeah. cared for them and
2: mm-hmm. And accepted them and yeah, yeah. and
4: was never and for the money him. or anything.
3: Yep. Yeah, and they
4: wouldn't hurt him, you know, like right. they did everybody else. Yeah.
2: Yep.
4: And yeah.
3: I mean, we didn't talk about the I mean the, he did take Ralph into the city to see a doctor, right? I mean, he was willing to like Not afraid, you know, that had to be hard uh, to like expose himself like that, because there is a by going into the city and seeing a medical doctor, you are opening up that somebody could like look into your situation or whatever, you know, and he's just did anything that they needed. Yeah, he was just very sweet. Yes,
4: Bruno was a real one. (laughs) R.I.P.
2: Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we, we didn't really talk about it too much, but just to mention that that theme song um, in the opening credits, sung by yes. Lon Chaney Jr. And it is, I, I couldn't find that one on Apple Music, but I found a, a cover of it. So I added it to my Halloween playlist. Nice. <laughs> but it's fun. And uh, in addition to that song, you have these animations come up. They remind running of like Rankin Bass type of thing.
3: To- I know, loved it um, so much. Yeah, I loved them so great. much.
2: So right, uh, if, if very somebody very watches this and they see that that yeah. opening credit, if if you can smile when you watch that, I think you'll have a good time with this movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, you're you're in you're in good company there. Um, so you guys ready to rate it?
3: Yes. Yes. And we yeah. should tell we should tell Mark to put the song in here at the end. Or something. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. If you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Mark. Jessica, you want to get us started with the ratings?
4: Yes, I can start. I'm kind of like stuck in between a seven and a half and an eight i think Mm. Uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go seven and a half because i feel like i'm just super high on it because i it's the most recent one that i watched and so i'm just gonna go seven and a half but i'm definitely gonna watch it again and maybe my rating will go up even higher um but most of that is just for lon Chaney jr he was just like so precious in this um and like i said i just really like the siblings i mean they're terrible people and they do terrible things <laughs> but they're so fun and cool and they all have their own thing their own character um and you feel like you know exactly who they are and what they're into um and there's something sweet about their little family unit um so yeah seven mm-hmm. and a half good stuff everyone go watch it
2: I agree with everything except for your score. Uh, seven and a half is too low. It yeah. should have been an eight, like I'm giving it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but otherwise, I totally agree with you. Um, I thought it was great, and I think it would have been higher if the pacing was a little bit tighter. Um, right. You know, I, I feel like I've become more sensitive to that lately. Um, just in the past year or so, like pacing has gotten to be a big thing for me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like because my time is so short, I don't like it being wasted. <laughs>
4: Totally. I'm getting
2: more impatient with those things. I'm getting very more impatient. I feel it. And
4: aside from that, it is like part of the art of making a good movie. You know, is like knowing how to edit things out of it and how to make it nice and tight and entertaining Mm -hmm. all the way through. So I agree, though. I've been feeling like that the last year or two. That like the pacing makes a big difference for me.
3: We also watch more movies than I think the average person watches. We're kind of compelled to do that. I know not yeah. not uh, not 100% across the board. I know there's people probably watch as many movies as I do. But we also watch a lot of movies we might not normally watch.
4: Right. It's like homework.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. That does. Uh, like with this one, we all loved it. But we all agreed there was parts that could have been cut out of it. So we, mm-hmm. that's probably true then. You know? <laughs> we probably yeah. should have cut some of that. Him wandering around the house out. So
2: Yeah. <laughs> So we got a 7.5 and an 8. Tammy, where are you falling on this?
3: Well, I am going to go back to the uh, drive-in rating system, just because I do think this is a true drive-in movie. I'm going to go 8.5, which I probably Mm. was an 8, but it's getting an extra half just because of the surprise, the very pleasant... Surprise that it was, and how genuinely I, I genuinely like this. I didn't just like it; it wasn't just fine. I genuinely liked it. I will watch it again, and it, I, you know, just I made it fifty-some years without watching it, and it's one of those that you know <laughs> is kind of on my list. And I don't know. I just probably because of what I just never heard anything great, so probably just kept getting shoved farther and farther back down the list. But I am <laughs> so glad I watched it. It was a wonderful surprise. So
4: yeah. I'm glad that we all enjoyed it because this is the kind of movie I feel like I'm usually on board with. And then maybe Tammy or someone will hate it and I'll be like, no, I want you to love it. It's definitely
2: a cult film. You know, it's the the people who like, who enjoy and appreciate cult films, the the quirky stuff, you know, the, yeah, um, they'll like this. Um, And yeah, it's, I'm glad that we all enjoyed this one. Okay. And then uh, if it makes you feel better,
4: my drive-in score would be an eight. If we're <laughs> from also yeah. to implement my driving score, that's how I always do it. Is like a half a point difference, but um yeah, driving scores an eight. Does that count? <laughs> You're no. like no. yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now meet the star of our show, symbol of a treat that quality made famous America's most famous ice cream treat, Eskimo Pie. Creamy, delicious ice cream made even more exciting with smooth, rich chocolate coating. And wearing the label of quality known the world over. Eskimo pie, the treat you know is tops because it carries its pledge of quality right on the back of the bag. Be sure you save the bags for valuable premiums. Get famous Eskimo pie at our refreshment stand now. It's America's anytime taste treat. Finest ice cream, finest chocolate. It's delicious.
2: All right, so that that was Spider Baby, uh, released in 1967. Uh, We are now going on to uh, (laughs) 1969's Scream Baby Scream.
0: Scream Baby Scream. What brought them together, these two young artists experimenting with life in search of excitement? What hideous web of terror threatens to engulf them? They live only for kicks, anything, even the freaked-out world of drugs. What do you say we see what's shaking in the outer limits? Now, it may get a little hairy once in a while, but don't let it flip you out. Suddenly, they're plunged into a psychedelic nightmare. His neck's broken. What terrible forces are at work that will soon bring them face-to-face with a living hell?
1: I feel so strange. Like a nightmare that I don't want to think about.
0: If you go beyond imagination and create an entirely new world, then the one you have left becomes far less real than the one you have found. Even if you have to build that new world yourself, You can't rely on the mix of emotion when she walks away. You think you're gonna cry. You can't
1: rely on the way that you feel.
0: Oh my God. Of
2: that world. Why me? Why? We dare you not to scream when you see. So this has a 4.0 out of 10. Only 250 people have rated this one. Wow!
1: Um,
2: directed wow. by I... Joseph Adler. Written an early film written by Larry Cohen, uh, who would go on to write things like "It's Alive" and "Q." Um, so it stars uh, Ross Harris as Jason Grant. You're not going to know any of these people. Uh, Eugenie Wingate as <laughs> Janet Welsh. Um, Chris Martell as Scotty, who looked just like Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees. Yes! Um, yes! <laughs> <didn't he>? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Suzanne Stewart as Marika. Larry Swanson as Charles Butler. um jim vance as garrison and then we have people as doctor detective and my club comic etc i don't think we need to know all those people okay um so we have as a synopsis here a psycho artist kidnaps models and slices up their faces to create new mutant models um that's actually a very terrible description i was
3: gonna say no no he doesn't (laughs) i'm like that's what happens
2: (laughs) he doesn't really um I, i think this is actually kind of a hard movie to explain
4: yeah. Um, yeah, I was also kind know, of confused sometimes.
2: Yeah, we we essentially, we follow these, these two college art students, uh, Janet and Jason. Um, and there is a famous artist in the area who makes these kind of grotesque portraits. Um, and we end up finding out that he does kidnap girls. And then he has this doctor who... who injects them with something that makes their skin like a moldable clay so then he's kind of making like real life versions of his paintings we don't really know why he's doing any of this um and it's like what i just explained right there is like three minutes of an hour and 20 something film
1: Uh, (laughs) and the
2: rest is a lot of talking and really mediocre scenes um Uh, yeah (laughs) so uh, you can tell I'm excited about this one. Um, <laughs> I will, I guess I will start off with first impression. Uh, I just, I wrote down in my notes. That I'm going to say this is my first impression. Um, a film with nude models, acid trips and mutants should not be this boring. Um, uh, Tammy, <laughs> what about you? What was your first impression? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is a hippie horror movie. And I just, I hate, I hate trauma movies like normally i would see that opening city scene graphic blue and yellow yeah. thing that's at the and but I'd be it's like, not a
2: real trauma movie it's just distributed by trauma right? okay well right
3: whatever it should, i don't care normally i would not make it past that opening graphic i hated this however there are some things about it <laughs> <laughs> that i really i mean that are just right up my alley like the aesthetics the music the clothes the apartment decorations Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful psychedelic time capsule. And like Vin said, it it is a whole bunch of that. And this almost felt like two different movies. Like the first half, you didn't even need. Like maybe. And this, (laughs) unfortunately, it was the length of a real movie. Like, you know, a lot of these drive ins are like. 70 minutes and if, it, if they had like started about halfway through and it was only maybe that long I might have been a little bit more on board although it was this is one of the most convoluted stories I have I don't oh, yeah. know what was happening um I do have to say though I am claiming this was a and I know you hate this movie Ben, but I am com- I'm <laughs> gonna say this was a direct influence on the love witch like aesthetically and acting wise um Elaine from the Love Witch, like, seems almost like she was modeled right after Janet, and it has that seems. St- st- go ahead. What? I,
2: no, I'm just, saying, I'm, I'm fine with that because I actually didn't really like the Love Witch. I know.
3: So. <laughs> I love the Love Witch. I know. I I was mean, one of the too. few people
2: that did not really like that movie. I thought that that one I thought was way too long.
3: <laughs> I know, and that's <laughs> yeah, why like, I know you hate it, but it, yeah. and it has that same stilted, which I know in Love Witch it's on purpose, but in here it's not that stilted acting where I'm going to deliver my line. Like this,
2: yeah, <laughs> and
3: then you were gonna pause for a second or two, and then you're gonna because
2: basically... they're trying to remember their lines, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like I said, it just felt like two separate movies, weird. I, I you know, but I, when I just like appreciated the clothes and I loved that singing scene in the nightclub, when you, but, could you see know. Them. That yeah, is like five minutes. Then it to my dislikes. I have no idea what happened in the last fifteen minutes. I even got up and shut my curtains. I turned, yeah. I changed my TV settings, and then this
2: is as dark as dark gets.
3: Like, man, oh man, I saw some teeth every once in a while, and that was about it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's hard to even say if it's good or bad because it's just, oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right,
2: let's go. Jessica, what about you?
4: Yeah, I think that I hated this lesson, you guys. Like, I definitely didn't think it was a great movie, especially for a horror movie. Um, I think it kind of fails at being a horror movie. But um, I was, like, kind of, what's the word, hypnotized by a lot of the scenes. Like, I literally (laughs) rewound and rewatched the dancing scene where the guy's singing. Same! I was like, the way they were dancing was so weird It was, like, so good and so bad at the same time. Very psychedelic. And I like that song. (laughs) I know. I was like, what if I watch it? Like, the first half of the movie, I was like, what's the point of this? I don't know, but I can't look away. (laughs) Um, So I, like, didn't hate it. But, yeah, as far as the actual story, when it does finally come into play, it's very convoluted and weird. Um, And I get, like... It's more boring when the actual... It's also boring, Yeah, it is kind of boring, and, like, the way that it all happens with, like, that, with the artist guy, you know, basically the doctor's wife cheats on him with the artist guy <laughs> yeah. that's what influences the doctor to put on his face the, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like okay well that's dumb but i get the other part of it where he's an artist and he felt inspired and this is how it's playing out in this messed up way where he's like disfiguring people i don't know um it's not very good, but I
3: honestly, <laughs> I was like kind of on board for it. <laughs> oh my!
1: God.
4: Well,
3: and this is what another one too, where it's got this great poster. At least the poster I saw. It's got her with the, where her face is already disfigured and her eyes down here, and and that. Oh, this guy carves up models, almost like I'm thinking we're getting a eyes without a face or something, you know, it's like that. Yeah, there's an influence
2: there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And I didn't get any of that. You get the people with some like. Clay do you guys remember giggle snort hotel did you, am I the only one old enough with blob and okay never mind what language sorry i speak? didn't have no idea <laughs> what she said. there was a show called giggle giggle snort hotel and there was a character that was blob and the, they would just mold his face for whatever he was was going on and anyway it, it looks just like like the, the scenes, like these these disfigured faces that you get, it's like really that's it. And the tagline on the poster is we dare you not to scream. No, <laughs> oh, okay This you... feels
2: like an exploitation <laughs> film that lost its nerve.
3: Yes, yes.
2: yes. You know, like like they were they had big plans for all the gore and stuff they were gonna throw at the walls, and this is like, no, nah, you got some silly putty. <laughs> that we can like throw on the girl yeah. with some chiclets for her teeth or something. Yeah.
1: Um, God. That's
2: about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, let, let's 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 get let's get started talking about this movie here. Um, <laughs> I, we
4: we can try.
2: Yeah, believe it or not. Okay. My my sole like of this movie is something that I wouldn't expect to like. Um, I actually like the jazz score.
3: What? Uh, I am looking I, right at that right here in I, my notes. I love. I it. am. I love it. You know,
2: I am very picky when it comes to jazz. Um, I I hate smooth jazz. I can't stand smooth jazz.
3: Okay. But but
2: this had like that the frenetic drums.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the kind of energetic brass instruments that are going crazy, and I thought that that actually worked the best in the whole movie was the score. I thought you were going to hate it. Me too.
4: No, no. I I didn't realize that you only hate smooth jazz. I thought you just didn't like jazz.
2: (laughs) And uh, and I thought that the editing in the movie at times actually kind of captured the frenetic quality that matched the jazz score energy, you know? Um, yeah. At least in the beginning, I thought, oh, this is, like, deliberate. Okay. And then, when it did it later, I'm like, I just think they don't know how to edit very well. Um, <laughs> so, it's... I was less impressed as the movie went on. Uh, yeah. But it you felt know, like actually, somebody edited like it like
3: with a pair of scissors. Like, yeah, really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I did like okay. the... Uh, I like the score. Um, That's my yeah. first, like... Um. So, uh, Tammy, why don't you give us a like?
3: Well, I I kind of went into. Let me see. My likes. Great poster. Oh, there was a lot of beatnik philosophy kind of like <laughs> spread through here. A lot of yeah. like, like lessons on life you know <laughs> just really bizarre this script I, is I, trying
2: to be deep and uh, yes very
3: very deep
2: making it past the shallow end yeah.
3: <laughs> it very um, much spoke to my hippie teen years
4: yeah. just wanting to be like the a eggs. nomad and just do whatever <laughs> i wanted
3: that's what i said like i wish i had a time machine like i want to go back there and like live in there for a little while um but yeah like <laughs> i mean that's a lot i said a lot of my likes like i i loved the score um great poster i love like i said a lot of this i hated the movie but i love the aesthetics of mm-hmm. the movie so but the movie yeah, it's go- i mean literally yeah. like we have we're supposed to believe there's this so there's this artist who does like not quite as good they look almost like uh pictures from the beginning of that show, Night Gallery, which maybe I'm the only one old enough to know what that yeah, is. That too. one I so recognize. Never... I recognize okay. that one you're talking about. <laughs> 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 kind of like but they're almost like Picasso-esque where the face is all... You know, it was Edvard
2: Munch, right? The scream. Didn't he do that? Like a little more like that kind of
3: thing. Yes. Like almost like a melting face, like that kind of thing. And so he, he goes to like a plastic surgeon because I don't know, his face got messed up somehow. I don't even remember how. So he goes to get it. Oh, he, he was supposedly was coming down with some disease where like his skin was turning to clay. So he goes to this doctor to get it fixed because he can't do his work anymore and he has an it affair was with the doctor. his hands
2: or something. Wasn't it his hands? Yeah, it was yes,
3: something. but then he said he started it. to fill yeah. it in his face. So then he goes to oh, this okay. plastic surgeon who's supposed to fix him, but he immediate, like, he gets there and the next scene is he's having an affair with his doctor's wife. With, yeah, like, it
2: looks literally like he and the wife like went out in the garden. And yeah. they're already having an affair going on.
3: Well, well I guess yeah. we're having an affair now.
2: Yeah. I'm like, how uh, much time passed? <laughs>
3: 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, the doctor's mad and he screws up his face. So now he's going to take his screwed up face and go screw up other people's face. so I'm screw up
2: guessing- the face is amazing. He puts a couple lines on his face. And the chick, like, the, the wife freaks oh, out. She screams and books.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the way it's she
2: screams is so funny. <laughs>
3: So what's, okay, so, but then you get, like, there's this guy that comes out of the shadows who has some bad makeup on that looks zombie Who, are, what are, they? What's who are, the are
2: they? I don't guy. know. Like, there's, like, these henchmen kind of l- lurking around. I don't, I don't know. know if they're zombies, if they're mutants. Like, the one guy, he looks like um, like Conrad Veidt's character from The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yes. He's got, like, <laughs> the white makeup and the yes. black around his eyes, and he's got oh, like, a yeah, black yeah, turtleneck. Yeah or anything like that and like it looks like he's kind of like going out there against his will i'm like i don't know if they're actually trying to like nod to the captain that cabinet dr Calgary. um but i'd be very surprised if that was deliberate um but still that's like I-, I wasn't sure what that guy was
3: i don't and he just happened to be out on the beach the second that janet walks along with her cat so that he can steal her
2: and yeah did, and i'm I, guessing he was looking in her window At night, yeah,
3: that's right. Yeah, I wasn't
2: sure because it shows us like we have like this lame kind of like softcore scene where they're rolling around in bed together, and then and then (laughs) it goes for later on that night, and we see them laying in bed, and then I get a black screen with like drums going off on the score, and then we (laughs) see them in bed again, and then a black screen and drums going off, and I'm like, (laughs) what the hell am I supposed to be seeing right now? (laughs) It's some, it's supposed to be intense, but I have no idea what I'm seeing. And then after yeah. they do that, like, three or four times, then finally, like, Janet wakes up and sees a face in the window. I'm like, is that what I was supposed to be seeing this whole time? This screen was black. Like, I couldn't see anything. Yes.
3: I just thought maybe it was just <coughs> some crazy lovemaking. <laughs> I don't here. know. You know, like, shape- rattling the earth. I have no idea. But I uh, thought maybe, like, why Janet? You know, like, this was the artist into her? But at that point, the artist wasn't into her. Well, I mean, he had seen her in class, but he wasn't, like, talking to her and stuff when that guy was looking in the window so like i don't know what her uh, like because the the artist got his face messed up so now he's gonna start messing up other people's faces i don't yeah but yeah. we see seen his
2: face is fine so i don't know exactly what he did to fix it and That's, i'm
3: like what okay. his hang-up
2: is <laughs> yeah. like none of this makes sense this movie is so convoluted yeah. Um, yeah totally it's and it has weird things that like when they take acid like we, we have an acid so like they they put the acid in like tea or something, right? Um in the and coffee, and the it.
3: sugar, because it's no, on it's the sugar, sugar cube. cube, that's
2: right. Yeah. So they put and it in then, the like, coffee. So they show us an acid sequence, and like we see them walking around with double exposure for a little bit, which I guess is supposed to mean that they're high. Mm-hmm. Then they go to yeah. a zoo,
3: and then and they're like, the animals, feed animals, <laughs> and
2: then they're in the monkey cave And then they
3: become yeah. the
4: animals. Yeah. animals.
2: And I'm like, <laughs> and then that's it. Like that's the acid trip. I'm like, what the yep. hell was that? That was lame. <laughs> What? Literally, what the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. I
1: <laughs> thought I like, was. Why did
2: this,
4: was why was this in
2: this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't what? know.
4: Like, right. The first the half, casted, you know, <laughs> the first half of the movie doesn't even need to exist. But like, I was totally just there oh for the gosh. ride. And, and just, this just as does like have a the hallmark of bad ride. movies.
2: This has the hallmark. Yeah. Of, you guys said that you guys like that psychedelic rock song. I didn't think it was all that great, but. We had a whole rock music No, it was, like, terrible, but I video.
4: couldn't stop.
2: But yes. that's, like, the that's like hallmark of a bad movie is you have to have, like, a full band song. Just because, yeah. I guess, you paid for them. Yeah. I don't know. Or you know somebody who has a band. So, like, terrible movies have to have a whole song in there like that.
4: I know. I couldn't um, believe it. I couldn't believe that I re- rewound it and, re- and watched <laughs> that, it again. But you you I know couldn't because all the noodley like, dancing. Well, yeah, I <laughs> wish there were, like, more,
2: like, hot dancing chicks on stages more, or, like, <laughs> rock shows. That's um, so but. funny.
3: Janet's outfit was everything in that scene though. That white dress with the feathers. You that was it? great that when was they would do the close ups of her
4: face. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a terrible movie, it's but it's a yeah. ruby
2: looking wardrobe, I gotta say. Yeah.
4: I would love to just have it playing in the background and just look over occasionally and be like, look at all these people <laughs> dancing.
2: Oh, yeah, they're in that. a cage. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely not a good movie. <laughs> but... I want it to be on oh like gosh. science theater or something.
3: It's well, simple
2: too because yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tammy.
3: Oh, I was just gonna say I don't even think it could be on mystery
2: science theater.
3: There'd be it's no way like to rip bad on
2: enough. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I saw somewhere that maybe Elvira did something with this one, like ripped it on it or something. So <laughs> she could probably do a pretty good job with it. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I one guess. of the big problems too is that our at least for me, our main characters are so unlikable.
1: Yeah. Like
2: Janet yeah, plus... is like snooty jason just complains about everything and he's like yeah he's supposed to be a college student but he's like yeah (laughs) exactly he is
3: 40 man if he's a day old he is 40.
4: You know, and then he's like making out with his friend. Well, I don't even know why they put any of that in with him and the other friend or and
2: Martika or whatever. Marika, yeah. Marika, yeah. Yeah,
3: I was
4: like, and Mickey well, Dolan's
2: girlfriend or Never whatever.
4: turned into
3: yeah. anything. Well, well, that's another one that. too, where it's like they're they're not together, and then all of a sudden they're together on the couch. Like, yeah, should we do this? You know, I'm just gonna go back to her tomorrow. Okay, bye.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, even before yeah, that, well, there's this the point scene where like he he like lays down the ground on her lap. And she's like tickling yeah. his face, and I'm like, "Are they hooking up? Like, what is going on here?" Like,
4: back then, everybody just hooked up. It was awesome. Yeah.
2: I guess so. Free love. i think like I was. Free love. Yeah. There,
4: but it sounds awesome. Far out. <laughs> like when Janet's dancing with the guy, and Jason's like, oh, "She's over there dancing with some guy."
3: I'm like, "Hell yeah, girl! <laughs> get it! Get your mom <laughs> right, up. right to your boyfriend." Well, that's <laughs> because like he could never get. He is lucky to. He thinks he wishes he could get Janet. You
4: it know, is, like so. yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I don't yeah, know if we're hard not talking to... about
2: any horror. <laughs> no, because well, this movie is to... a series of boring conversations. Yeah, yeah. Like somehow when the horror plot finally kicks in halfway through, it becomes more boring. Probably because <laughs> I can see less stuff. Yes! Like, yes. It's like it was hard to That's see some true. things in the beginning, but at least there were some daytime shots. But then, like, the last, like, third of the movie, I'm like, I don't freaking know what's going on. Like, I can't see half of the action that's, that's happening. Like, at one point, like, he's running through the street and whatever. gets hit. I'm like, oh, did he get hit by a car? Like, I didn't know where he was. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. Well, plus, you're, like, teased at the beginning that, you know, what? there's some pretty good graphics at the beginning of this. Like... There's like yeah. those very '70s stills, colored looking stills, where he's with running the and then it freezes on him. So it makes that. it look to be a
2: better movie than it is. Right, <laughs>
3: I was just gonna say you're you're teased with this like he's running from something so monstrous that he runs right out in front of a car and yeah, well, no, there's no even Jan, Janet's face wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, there's no. Yeah, It'd be very hard to write a synopsis of this movie. Okay, put in three sentences what this movie is about. You cannot do it.
2: <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bad free acting. Love.
4: Drugs. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Noodle dancing and free love.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the acting so was and, pretty awful, especially the oh. the first nude model. Uh, when she's like hitting on Jason, and then she gets attacked in her room. I guess and it's like a POV kill. Oh, I oh, yeah. literally got <laughs> what talking about. She was really pretty, but she was a terrible actress.
3: Yes. She was oh really
2: bad. That's when I'm like, oh no.
3: Well, she was in I'm there like, because she looked good as a nude model. That oh was yeah. Was,
2: yeah. She she could speak English and she looked yes. good. That's the only reason she got the role. Um yes. I mean, she was definitely good looking. Yes. Yeah, that was some horrible acting. Horrible. Yes. Uh that's when I, I knew we were in trouble there. Like, uh oh. <laughs> This is, this is off to a bad start. Um, <laughs> Even nudity
3: is not going to save this one. <laughs> no.
2: That's why I said in my reaction, I said a film with nude models should not be this boring. <laughs> yes. um,
4: Especially back then.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it it, it feels like an exploitation film that just kind of like lost its nerve um, and couldn't go through with all the things it wanted to go through with. Uh, so yeah, uh, not, not fun for me. Um, Do you guys have any other like notes? A- it kind nope, of
3: felt like
4: online. a like an art student film to me.
2: <laughs> at some points it did, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
4: Obviously like not all of yeah, not all the way around, but a lot of it I was just like
2: with like the this? acid trip and like the, the yes, flashback exactly. scenes and yeah, you know. I couldn't quite tell, like at one point, I, I think we're seeing the nude model getting tied up on the on the bed. Or it's like she's like being strapped down in her her mouth is covered. But I couldn't quite tell if it was the same actress because it almost didn't look like her. It looked almost more like um, like Janet. So I wasn't oh, sure exactly I, who it was.
3: I thought that was if Janet. If it was
2: out of sequence or if it was the nude model.
4: I yeah, thought I, it kept was getting, Janet. I kept getting Janet confused with like three different people.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All the dark-haired girls look exactly... Like, I remember <laughs> yeah. It's not in clear it,
2: picture either. It's, like it's not, nice, but I remember yeah.
3: thinking like, I wonder if they use real tape because that would hurt because he just like rips it off. And I'm like, mm. that's going to hurt Janet's face.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have movie tape for that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah the only way
4: you could tell her between, uh, tell between her and Marika was just that Marika was nice and she was a biatch. So.
3: <laughs> Except Marika was a whole man stealer. So. <laughs> Well, it seemed like
4: they all were, so it was okay. Yeah, this is true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was just, like, widely accepted by everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Janet was the spiffy dresser, for sure.
4: Yeah. Definitely.
2: All right. You guys better ready to rate it, (laughs) I think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll go first with this one. Um, I'm at a 4.5 out of 10. Um, Fair. It's not recommended for me at all <laughs> that's about what imdb
3: uh, was right wasn't it four it was a
2: four yeah. yeah um a four is an utter failure of a film it's not even a movie for me but uh it's it just barely got past that because <laughs> i could actually see some of the action that was going on so that's a plus um yeah. so i'm at a 4.5 jessica what about you i'm also at a 4.5 Oh, there you
4: Just go. It's kind of funny because I thought I liked it more, but I mean when I'm actually, you know, rating it on its merit and quality, um, you know, not great, but I still enjoyed <laughs> watching the scenes, even <laughs> though I didn't know what was going on. Um, so yeah, aesthetically fun, uh, story-wise, terrible for point five.
2: <laughs> Danny, where are you?
3: You know, I can't give the last movie we watched an eight and have this only before. Points behind that. Like, it's got to be like more like a two. Like, I mean, seriously, like, there is nothing to elevate it any closer to what we were just talking about. I, the parts that I love have nothing to do with the movie or they're like happy accidents, you know? They are 1969,
2: to do. That's all. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly. I, that's just it. I like 1969. I hated this movie and I wanted to like, cause like, there's, I'm like, yeah, cool. I like, you know, there's parts I was like, just, there was just it felt almost like they had a group of some good pretty good looking people together and they're like who are like available to make a movie and it's like well we don't want to give it an x rating so let's try to come up with the really lame horror bent that we can throw in at the end and have an excuse to have a sex scene and some nude models at an art school and all this other stuff that just doesn't make any sense so yeah
2: it feels I, like a kind of like an early checklist horror film exa-
3: of like, yeah. of like
2: exploitation like i said exploitation but without committing Yes. So, like, making any of that stuff actually exploitative. (laughs) It's almost
3: like they went around and just filled a whole bunch of stuff and then tried to splice it together and make a movie movie out of it, you know?
4: Totally. Yeah.
3: uh, Yeah. So, yeah. In good faith, I can't even, I can't let it be that close to Spider-Baby. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry.
2: You're running too? Yeah. That's great
4: reasoning. I can't argue with that
2: we're pretty unanimous in that this is a skipping movie right oh please yeah
4: i never yeah. heard of it for a reason yeah.
2: <laughs> right nobody's missing anything if you haven't seen this um okay so that is scream baby scream so that wraps up our last edition of the Horrorcast drive-in um it is I mean, we're, we're in end of September now. So, <laughs> uh, it's been our, our, a weird our schedule, <laughs> yes. Um, scheduling has been very difficult for a lot of us with a lot of things going on, but we persevere, we film where we record when we can. Um, and you know, we're not going anywhere, but it's, it's tough to keep to a tight schedule. So, uh, we, we do it when we can. Um, so yeah, that is, that is it. Uh, so I guess we can do our little call outs here. Uh, Tammy, where can people find you? <laughs>
3: I hate that question. You know, I just Facebook, Taminator, Tammy Turner, feel free to hit me up at our group page.
2: Mm, No DMs. No. (laughs) 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 Jessica, what about you?
4: Uh, On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. On Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. On Twitter, I'm at amateur destroyer. And on Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy.
2: All right, on Facebook, I am Vin Horrorcast. You can find me in the Horrorcast uh, group page. Um, I've been getting a lot of friend requests lately, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as my Facebook account for the Horrorcast. Uh, I, I'm thinking about just having friends that I know in real life on there, and then if people want to talk to me through the podcast, they can do so through the group page. Um, just too much spam, too much of you know all that.
3: That's why um, I, I did what I did. I, I get a
2: lot of psychics trying to friend me all the time I don't know
3: well, I get psychos so yeah, yeah take
2: psychics over that
3: yeah. um, <laughs>
2: <That's funny. laughs> um on YouTube I have a booktube channel it is uh Revenant Reads on Instagram it is Revenant underscore um, And I think that's about it uh, but yeah we have a HorrorCast Facebook page um, we also do have old school email which I don't remember what the address is for that because Mark usually says it
4: <laughs> it's uh ask the HorrorCast at gmail.com Thank you, Jessica. No <laughs>
2: so um and that's it. Uh so thank you for listening. Um what the hell do we say at the end here? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> where it's all killer all killer, 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 no, killer filler. no filler. No filler. Stay stay scared. Stay scared. Monsters.